Welcome to the Heart Over Head podcast. This podcast is meant to inspire, support, and offer you new unconventional perspectives on living life from the heart. In solo and interview episodes, we talk about coming back to our true self, identifying stories and old programs to rewiring our subconscious and shifting our energy so we can live a life in alignment with our highest self. I believe in order to shift the world, we first need to shift within. From here, we can create a network of high vibrational unconscious souls to heal an entire planet. Season two of this podcast is a glimpse of what it means to be on this journey whilst providing tools to work with fear, live from the heart and surrender to the support of the universe and the unfolding of our paths. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello again. Today I want to present to you a podcast that was just very lovely and fiery. It was an interview with Jess from Living in Alignment. She is a human design coach slash reader and we talk all about how to really honor your own unique energetic imprint and really make the most of your life and it even ties into business stuff also. So Jess is really about throwing out the rule book and how to do things and instead dive into your human design and with that also your purpose and just how literally your energy works. But if you know or you don't know anything about human design yet, Jess is going to explain it a little bit further and how she found it for herself and how it supported her to really live her truth and to be unapologetically herself and honor herself for that rather than following anyone else's rules or strategies or whatnot. So I'm very blessed to have talked to Jess and she has so much wisdom to share and it's just such a beautiful character, such a loving, positive and also very passionate personality which I love and I hope you enjoy this interview. You can find Jess at Living in Alignment UK on Instagram if you want to check her out while you're listening to this episode. And without further ado, let's dive right into it. Thank you so much for being here again. All right, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here with Jess today. Jess is a human design reader, and I personally have received a purpose reading from her, which was really helpful in just identifying my own blueprint and my unique gifts, which I kind of lost track of when it came back to, to my own strategy in my business. So that's when it really helped, and I could come back to that essence of who I am and how to design my website and my business and all that. It was just so beautiful and also how to just show up in my life and I will get back into some other lessons that came up but first of all welcome Jess to the podcast. Thank you for having me I'm so excited to be here. Lovely okay so what I think um, I want to get into first is maybe just a really quick rundown into 
you know, what human design even is, because some people may not know. I think astrology is a little bit more spread out, but human design is really getting there. I remember a couple of years ago, I wanted to see my human design chart and I, I was just so overwhelmed with it that I just put it back and I could see, yeah, I'm a generator of great. I don't know what that means and I couldn't find any information, but now it has mm-hmm. been beautiful. But still, maybe you could just, you know, give a little run through what human design means for you and what it is a tool for and all of that goodness. Yeah, amazing. So yeah, human design is a system that essentially is the blueprint of how your energy works within your body. So it combines loads of different ancient systems together. So you have the I Ching, the Kabbalah, uh, the chakra system, astrology, and some quantum physics thrown in there as well. And yeah, this system um, was as it says in the books, it was downloaded by a guy called Ra Uruhu when he was in Ibiza. He had a spiritual awakening, I believe, for seven days um, and the system came to him. Um, and I read somewhere else, actually, which I thought was really beautiful, which has stuck with me is on that day. So this was in the uh, 1980s. In On that day, everyone else had that system um, kind of implanted in them as well. It was kind of downloaded um, to everyone. So I kind of love that. It's more of a collective feel that, you know, from that time, we all had that system, uh, the knowledge of that system within us. And it's kind of about reawakening that. So yeah, it's, it's an amazing tool. Yeah, it's definitely a tool. It's not gospel. I always say this, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. But it is a tool that can really help you to understand yourself better, to have more compassion for yourself, for others, you know, better your relationships, your business, um, and the way you show up in the world. And, you know, there are five different types in human design. And most people have been taught to live life like a manifester. So they are a really small um, percentage of the population, they're about 20%. And, you know, they're the people that can initiate and can do. And we've been conditioned by society that we can not only work like a manifester, so initiate, you know, get anything we want, hustle, push forward, but we all also have the energy of a generator. So like yourself, a type like yourself, um, generators make up about 60% of the population, um, but we're conditioned to believe that we have, all of us have that sustainable um, source of energy within us, which is about keep on going, Um, It's that hustle mentality, right? That initiating hustle mentality. So that's actually wrong. Um, You know, generators should not be hustling when they're burnt out. Manifestors, um, you know, there's there's part of their strategy. So the way that they initiate that they need to consider other people, you know. So the way that society has conditioned us to work is not is not correct. It's not correct for all of us. So there are five different types. Um, I am a projector type. So my type, there's about 20% of the population. And, you know, we are here to guide others and to see, we kind of see through people's bullshit. Um, Let's be frank, we can see what is best for other people, but we have to be invited and we have to be recognized to be able to share our gift. So every different type has a strategy, it has a way of living out their, uh, their purpose or their kind of their energy type that's most in alignment with who they truly are. And I love that because what human design has done for me is 
in all the areas where I've felt different in my life or where things haven't worked, living in alignment with my design has changed my life completely, but it's also made me really honor and accept who I am and accept my differences. Um, so yeah, human design has been been a huge life changer for me. And I want to share as well, I haven't been doing this for years. This is something I started sharing properly kind of with the world. Um, the end of last year, I want to say it was around October time when um, a coaching program that I'd launched failed and I had to go back to the drawing board. I had done all of the marketing for it. I had this amazing strategy. I'd worked with a business coach and it failed and it flopped. And I was thinking, what is going on here? I've done everything by the book. I've done everything I could. Um, and my intuition nudged me and said, you need to look back to your human design chart. And it was only then that I reminded myself of, of how I should be living my life and, and what works best for me. And it was from there, the obsession started again. And I've been sharing about human design ever since I've launched readings, I've launched um, different sessions as well. And I'm teaching myself as I go. So I'm still a student. I'm very much, you know, really proud of that. It's not something I hide behind. I don't claim to be an expert. But what I do share is that, you know, this is something that absolutely lights me up. It has helped me to love and understand myself. And I believe that comes through in the work that I do. Um, and it's led me to have success in my business just by mastering this system, which changed my life. And, you know, it really is, I think, when it comes to coaching or comes to us sharing our wisdom with the world, you know, we can all say that maybe things have changed our life or something's happened to us. But unless unless we fully, fully embody that and really honor that thing or that system or that experience that has created that huge shift um you know only then are we going to be able to really share its magic with the world and i feel like human design is that thing that i just love sharing about whether i'm paid for it or not i spend most of my time talking about it so that's why i love it that's so awesome yes and i do not ever think that when you're passionate about something that you know People don't like to listen to it. Maybe some do that really are not, you know, on the on this vibe. But generally, I feel like if it really comes from a place of passion, it just is contagious. And I had a similar process with that where I was um, in one podcast speaking about horse medicine and like horses and healing and such. And I was like, probably no one really is interested in that. And then I thought, hey, hold on a second. When you're passionate about someone, like it is the vibe. So people want to listen to it, right? So mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful. And just so much goodness in here too, especially that you say that you don't claim to be an expert or anything, but you still started doing it. And I think that is so valuable because you, it's this old quote, right? You just have to be one step ahead of everyone else in order to guide them because then also you can relate better to the people that you're here to help i find because um when we're so ahead so to say then we kind of lose the connection to the ones that we're here to help and so i think it's really honorable that you that you just went for it and just started out and you know now you are harvesting the fruit <laughs> if that's anything you say mm -hmm. So that's really lovely. And maybe just getting into um, what you shared about too, that 
when you honor this um, this design and maybe a strategy you have, and um, for me, I know really I had a breakthrough in our purpose reading together, where basically a part of my purpose, so that was like a very specific part or area of the chart that you read for me, right? but where it showed that I was designed to be a seeker, to be experiential and to, you know, to never really find that one goal, but to just experience and go for trial and error instead of, instead of studying hard with my mind and instead just learn through experience. And that was really tricky for me at that point at first and then really relieving because I was trying mm -hmm. to find that very one thing that would just be the thing that I'm meant to do that is, you know, my purpose or something that I'm really passionate about that I can do for the rest of my life and get really good at. And then in this reading, it became clear that, hey, so actually what you have done the whole time to just try out different things and to just move with the flow is what you're here to do is how you learn and is how you can share your experiences with others because out of these experiences you will gain that wisdom that you're here to share and that was just oh at first it was hard to accept and I was a little bit triggered I must say I was like what is mm -hmm. I wanted to find this thing and then yeah well once I had accepted it and I was like, oh, actually, this makes everything kind of easier Then it just was such a relief and everything became more flowy and just easier and yeah, more at peace, I want to say. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. And thank you so much for booking in a reading because, you know, you're one of my first clients as well. And, um, you know, when we talk about purpose in human design, a lot of that comes from, so the way I do my purpose readings, um, for those of you who might be curious, is looking at a thing called an incarnation cross, which is where four different gates within your chart or four uh, particular energies at the moment you're born, uh, two at the moment you're born and two 88 days before you're born. So when your soul chooses to enter your body. Um, yeah, these are really, really prominent energies. So, um, these are part of your, your life purpose essentially. And, you know, kind of stripping the whole purpose topic back, you know, we are here to be our most authentic selves. You know, we are living out our purpose every day. If we are honoring what our body wants, you know, honoring what we want at our core, you know, what your higher self wants, whatever it is, you know, it's about us doing our best and showing up as best we can. Um, but, you know, we all do want to see what our direction is or have some clues. And, you know, that's probably comes from our ego as well, right? Of just needing something to hold on to. But the thing with human design is, you know, particularly with the incarnation cross, there's no set thing. It doesn't say you are here to be X or you are here to be X. It shows you the energies that you will see in yourself or you can recognize in yourself the more that you live in alignment with your strategy. So the way you live out your life and your authority, which is, um, you know, usually a part of your body that is a confirmation, a secondary confirmation of what is right for you. Um, so mine is my spleen. So intuition and um, Selena, yours is uh, emotion. So riding an emotional wave, right? Um, but yeah, you know, by following those things, you know, following your strategy and your human design authority, you are naturally going to fall into that incarnation cross and into that pathway. Um, and the energies that you are conscious of and the energies you're unconscious of, they will start becoming a part of that. And the easier it will become, you know, it becomes the easiest when we really lean into that and really accept that 
you know, especially the kind of darker aspects. I know you had that, um, you know, within your life purpose reading, some of the energies that came back, not necessarily darker, but I guess a little bit, um, you know, not all, not all light, love and light, you know, sometimes our challenges are highlighted in this, but as soon as we accept them and realize, yeah, actually I'm here to do this, or I'm here to use my struggles to then encourage others to grow, whatever it is, um, it's really, really helpful for us to, yeah, to move forward. And purpose has been something I've been obsessed with for, you know, since 2018, since I was on my kind of spiritual journey. Um, and for me as a projector, something that, you know, we are gifted with as a, as a human design type is we can see what's best for others and we can see people's gifts. And, you know, our job is really wanting to draw that out of people. We have to be invited. So we have to be, you know, the other person has to ask us or see that we have this gift of bringing that out in them. But it's really, um, you know, I've always known that that's what I'm here to to do or, or in the last few years I have. And really leaning into that has been so powerful. And that's why, you know, I offer life purpose readings and I offer a lot of one-to-one -one work with projectors because I am that type and I can understand it better than, you know, I can understand any other type. And yeah, I, I love the work that I get to do. And I, and I love the magic of, of the incarnation cross and, and the life purpose readings, because you can take from it what you will, but you know, like you found some of it was really hard to digest, but once you accept that, you know, that can, if that does resonate with you, whether it's a trigger or it's a, um, something that feels expansive, right? If it does resonate with you in some way, you know that it's there for you to grow and there for you to maybe dive into and learn from, but, you know, leave all the stuff that doesn't resonate. It's really about what is going to help you become your, the best version of you, your most authentic self, and what is going to help you to then share your magic with the world and it's not about feeling restricted it's not a rule book you know anything that makes you feel like you cannot have that freedom or live your life authentically it's not right for you and I always say leave that stuff at the door because you know human design is an experiment it's you know above anything it's about understanding your type following your strategy and listening to your inner or there's outer authority as well but it's supposed to be fun. And I think sometimes I've seen it in the community recently, you know, the fun can be taken out, taken out of it very, very easily where people follow it as a religion. And it's like, no, it's really not that it's supposed to be fun. And the more you experiment with it and play around with it and lean into different energies and understand different aspects of yourself, um, the more stuff will shift. And, you know, if I had never, failed at my you know launching that coaching program I never would have got to where I am now but I never would have actually made any money in my business because I was following a strategy that wasn't aligned and now I literally sit and wait for the invitations and I always thought that was the weirdest thing when other projectors were saying this I thought you must be having a laugh how can you literally sit and wait for your clients to contact you mm -hmm. and that's what I do I don't sell I don't um not intentionally anyway, I don't go out and sell and, you know, do all these things of, hey, you need to buy this within the next 24 hours or to, you know, don't miss out and all of these strategies or cold messaging people, cold calling. No, I just trust that my energy alone and the way I show up will magnetize the right people. And it has. And, you know, it's, it's not fully there yet where it's sustainable, you know, but I have to trust that this is the process. And the more that I stand in my power and stand in my true energy, the more I'm going to then 
you know, attract that within my clients. So it's an amazing system. I love it. Um, but like I say, take, take from it what you will and leave the rest. Right. So when we get into these different um, strategies, and as you say, I feel like for someone who maybe isn't super familiar with it, when you say you have to wait for the invitation, it's like, what do you mean? Like, what, how? And for a generator, I actually don't know, is that for every generator to have the strategy to respond? I can share mm -hmm. that too, especially in my business as well, because it is very different than... Um, then from you, I will share after yeah. a little bit more about the, um, yeah, what's, what's all the strategies? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the strategy is how it's basically, you know, when I first found out as a projector, my strategy was wait to uh, wait for the invitation. Sorry. I was like, I, I'm an Aries. I'm a triple fire sign. I want to be initiating. I do not want to be waiting. Like I don't wait. No, 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 no. I'm impatient. I just go and get what I want. But all the times where I thought I was getting what I want, I actually wasn't. I was being met with resistance. I was being pushed back or yes, I'd make things happen. It's, it's not to say that you can't, but what I found is I can make things happen for myself. So this is not about, um, you know, I have to sit there and wait and I can't do anything. I, you know, I have to wait to be invited to eat something. I have to wait to be invited to do anything. What you do with your own aura, your own kind of your own person, you can do whatever you want. But what you'll find is when it relates to someone else. So for me, if I start sharing my opinion with somebody else and they haven't welcomed that or they haven't invited me, hey, Jess, do you want to share? I'm going to be met with resistance. I'm going to feel better, uh, bitter, which is my not self theme. So that's basically that comes up when I don't feel recognized and I don't feel seen. So waiting for the invitation is about it's it's really it's it's kind of a protective bubble actually this is what just came through to me because it's protecting me from situations where my energy is going to be drained because if i'm not invited you know in a meeting to share i'm actually preserving my energy and as much as i probably have an amazing idea i want to share i have to bite my tongue and know it's not the right time yet it might be in a few weeks where i can say oh i told you so i did actually think of that but anyway you know it's about knowing the right people who see your gifts will ask for my advice. And for you as a generator, yours is wait to respond. So again, you're not sitting around all the time waiting for things to respond to. You're actually responding at every moment of your life all day. So whether that's from what you're eating, where you're walking, um, what you choose to do, what you choose to share, you're always responding. But it's about you responding to your environment of, excuse me, what, um, what you want to happen next. So when it comes to your business, like, you know, have you seen an amazing, um, program advertised, like, and your body is like, hell yes, I want to do this. This is going to help me excel. Then, you know, you know, you're being pulled towards that and that's you responding to that. And it can be responding to other people, responding to someone's energy. You know, it's, the waiting um, strategies, as hard as they are, so reflectors, they're a very rare type. They're two, 3% of the population. Uh, theirs is wait a lunar cycle. So they have to wait 28, 29 days to make big decisions. Yeah, that's hard. But yeah, but for them, they're actually here to teach us patience and to teach us mm -hmm. to slow down. And for them, you know, they can make their day-to-day -day decisions, but 
for them, it's really about, okay, if they want to move somewhere else or they want to get into a new relationship, they really have to sit with that and be, you know, certain that that's what they want because they have so many open centers in their charts. So um, they are very, very, um, very open to conditioning from other people. So a lot of the times they don't know, they don't have a fixed identity. They don't know whose energy is whose in their body. And for them, it's like they have to wait um, a whole month basically to decide what is right for them and for them to spend a lot of time alone in, in that contemplation. So, you know, all of the strategies are different. Um, I'll share about a manifester. So they're the ones who can initiate. Amazing, right? We all want to be manifestors. We all want to be able to initiate, but they have to inform before taking action. So for them, you know, they want to move to Bali next week. They've had it planned for months, but if they've not told anyone about that and they go and do that, they're going to meet a hell of a lot of resistance. They're going to feel anger. They're going to feel frustrated. Um, So for them, it's about telling people as they go what they're doing. So these are the, these are the kids in childhood who would just go for a walk into the woods by themselves, not tell mum where they're going. There's a whole search party out for them, but they just followed a squirrel, you know, just running along, you know, they're very, very, very independent, very independent. Um, and they do not want to be restricted. They don't want to be boxed in. They want to be left to do what they want to do, but there's always a consequence of that because if you're not telling people what you're doing, you know, in childhood, this is huge, but you know, even now you are then going to be met with a lot of resistance because what people find is they can't keep up with you. You're unpredictable. They don't understand. Um, and it's not about manifestors getting that, um, you know, their opinion from, from someone else. They can tell their partner, Oh, by the way, I'm, you know, I'm taking a new job next week. It doesn't matter the response from anyone. The act is in using their throat chakra and, um, or their throat center, sorry. And, and informing that they're going to do something right. So they can soften the impact, um, for people around them. So that's another strategy. And I'll quickly share as well, manifesting generators. So they're a hybrid of manifestors and generators. So their strategy is wait to respond, like I shared, um, as a generator, but they have the informing as well. So they need to wait to respond. They need to kind of sit on it decide if it's right for them and then inform people of what they're doing. So theirs is a little bit more complex, um, but the responding is really, really key for them as well because what happens with generators and manifesting generators is you guys can work really hard and work for sustainable uh, lengths of time. But if you're doing things that aren't lighting you up and don't feel good, then you're just going to burn yourself out and, and then eventually start saying yes to things that actually are still aren't good for you because you're just perpetuating that cycle. So it's really about taking stock of where you are and where you want to go um, and following what lights you up because that's when the new opportunities um, will come. So, so yeah, the strategies are what I'd say with anything, if anyone's new to human design, you know, you can, I've heard this it's a, spoken about so many times you know i we can sit and go through everything every aspect of your chart every gate every channel every center but if you're not following or understanding your strategy and listening to your authority so your secondary confirmation of what's right for you um all the other stuff doesn't matter because you know it's about you following the strategy that's right for your energy type because if you're not you're going to not only be living as someone that's not really truly in alignment with who you are, and that's not in a disempowering way, but 
you know, you're not going to be using your energy in the most effective way. You're not going to be understanding, you know, what is best for you. And that's the magic of human design is understanding how am I supposed to show up and where am I supposed to lead or where am I supposed to take a step back? Um, so yeah, it can be really empowering. It's just about tapping into the parts of it that, um, that really feel good, but also will make the biggest difference. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so just to have another tangible example here to the, for the strategies, because I am just reminded, so for you as a projector, the strategy is to wait for the invitation and that, okay, it's kind of, it can be both, but here I want to bring this example to the table where maybe in the past I was wondering why is no one reaching out to me? Like I'm sharing all of these things, but no one is reaching out to me and I just would hear crickets. And until I came to the realization, well, maybe I just need to share about it as and actively share about it when I feel a draw or a pull to a certain person where I can sense intuitively that they may actually offer, um, benefit from one of my offerings. And I share that really from the heart and of course, honor them in their sovereignty and their intuition and whether it feels aligned for them. But because my strategy is to respond, so respond to that feeling or maybe to respond to they reply to one of my Instagram stories or something like that, right? And then I feel like, oh, there is something about this. And then I will go and message message them and be like, hey, so I don't know why I need to share this with you, but here's what it is. And that is my offering. And I would love to hold this space if this is something that feels aligned for you. And I think in like at least 80 to 90% of the case, this is how my clients come in, me responding to them. So that is actually really interesting. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's how it has manifested for me. It's really beautiful. Definitely. And even how we connected, right? So I remember you commented on one of my Instagram stories and messaged me. Um, it was a, I was sharing about uh, my soul sister, Ellie, who you know. Um, yeah, you reached out and said, oh, I, I love your friendship or whatever. And that for me was um, like a really energetic invitation. Um, you know, that was you opening up that space to have a conversation with me. I never knew where it would lead, never knew that we would collaborate on things. We'd be doing this, but I felt your sincerity in that. And I knew that it was genuine. I knew you weren't trying to sell me something. I knew it was just, you wanted to share that you were so little up by whatever I'd shared or whatever it was um and I felt that and and also you know I want to share with wait for the invitation so um I'll share two examples um one is it can be energetic it doesn't have to be a verbal or physical invitation so I had this with two of my other soul sisters um I came across them both on Instagram someone had shared shared them and I was like oh I'm feeling a real pull to this person my whole body was like you need to go and have a look at their profile you need to like suss out who they are um and I remember my friend Hannah I remember stalking her YouTube channel and her Instagram for like a little while and I was like I want to be friends with her like my whole it wasn't an ego thing it was like my body was like you need to reach out to her so I messaged her you know we've been like inseparable ever since um you know, virtually, right? Because we still haven't met yet, which is which is crazy. But my point being is I felt that energetic invitation from her, whether that was her having this sort of openness or there was something in me that knew I needed to reach out to her. So it's about trusting and understanding where 
you know, this comes back to your authority. So mine is my spleen. It's, it's in the moment intuitive nudges. Um, and I knew I needed to reach out to her. So that's an energetic invitation. So it, it's not as black and white as it sounds. Um, and another was when I moved into this apartment, um, when it comes to moving house, it's not that you can't do that by yourself. Um, but if you're looking for a new area um, or, you know, for whatever reason, things things have shifted and you're like, right, I need to move quickly. So with, with this uh, place that I'm living in now, um, I needed to move really quickly, but I didn't know where I wanted to go. Um, and my partner actually said to me, look, there's a place that I want to show you and I think you'll fall in love with it. I think you'll, it's just perfect for you. And as soon as I went there, I knew. And that was the invitation. I didn't ask, can you show me these places? I was already looking and nowhere was coming back, but I was invited to this place because the other person had seen like how much of how much of this place was was me right it has crystal shops it has like a beautiful coffee shop it's you know in the middle of nowhere it's very very beautiful got lots of history and he knew that that was that was good for me so that was an invitation that was so aligned right i could have spent i spent months looking for for places you know and and none of them felt like home but as soon as i was invited here you know it, it was home I knew and everything then accelerated so my point being is you know you can do all of these things by yourself yes you can initiate it's not that you can't but when it comes to something that's a really big move so whether that's going to a new relationship right is there an energetic invitation or has that person asked you out or has that person asked to meet up with you and same for moving house if you're unsure of where to be put that out there into the universe. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for this. I'm open to this, uh, whether that's verbally saying it or, or energetically, um, and watch the invitations come in because you will know what's right for you. Uh, I had lots of different invitations about moving and none of them aligned. A lot of them were from a place of lack. And it was only when I surrendered and was like, yeah, actually this is where I want to be. Everything then fell into place. So it's just trusting as well that the invitations will come when we try and push and we try and micromanage the universe and micromanage what we think is best for us. A lot of the time we don't realize that something way better is around the corner and we have to just really surrender and trust that as well, you know, really lean into our design and be like, okay, let's, let's give this weight for the invitation thing a shot. Let's give this weight to respond. Let's wait this month, let's inform, you know, whatever it is, have a play around with it because you will be surprised at how things turn out as soon as you do. Because I called BS on it when I first heard about it. I thought, I'm not waiting for the invitation. I'm not doing that. It's just rubbish. And I tried everything else other than that. And it was only when I came back to it that everything has just fallen into place. So it's worth experimenting with because it really can change your life and, and change uh, change things for the better. So, yeah. Yes, great. Do you, something that just came up for me is, do you think it in partly overlaps sometimes? Because for myself personally, I do resonate with a lot of what in human design would be identified as a projector type, although I am a generator and still with the essence of the generator type, I resonate more with, but I still resonate with parts of the projector and like how they manage their energy. And for me, it's almost like, I have noticed within myself that I was sometimes looking 
for some type of system or some type of answer and permission to allow me to not hustle so much and work so much, but rest more and like really focus on my genius zone. <laughs> and um, I don't know, maybe only work, you know, five to six hours a day instead of hustling for eight or nine, I don't know. And yeah, so how do you see that, especially when it comes to the generator type that is said to be the the worker of them all and all mm -hmm. that? I'm curious. Yeah, so I'd say with that, like definitely, because there's, there's been conversation in the, in the human design community recently. So the way the traditional human design chart is pulled up, um, there are actually lots of different ways to pull your chart. So there is... Um, an astrology there's a true sidereal astrology which is another says so sidereal astrology there's the main one which i can't think of the exact name it's just the traditional type so how you pull up your birth chart is it's that way of pulling things mm -hmm. but basically what has come come to light is um the way the planets have shifted and as everything is constantly shifting and moving the astrology or the way the the charts are pulled hasn't been updated so there is a thing called um sidereal but there's a thing now called true sidereal which is another way of pulling your chart which is based on where the planets um are at, at the moment right it's, it's it's exact it's very um it's very scientifically correct if we're, we're bringing that side into it um so what that means is um the chart is is still being the the system to calculate your chart using this true side area is still being created it's a whole new concept that's come into the human design community it's blown a lot of people's minds some people have really resonated with their new chart and other people really haven't but the reason i'm saying this is where if you're starting to relate more to being a projector really lean into that because there is no right or wrong in this you know your chart it could be a matter of your parents got your birth time wrong or you know actually you being born at say 4 11 right that was actually a.m not p.m or something you know something was written down wrong and they actually got the hours wrong or whatever it is um it can be different things like that but my point being is you know regardless of how you pull up your chart whatever it says if you are not entirely resonating with what is on there but you resonate really strongly with another type and i've heard this in in certain um cases where people i think have been too i guess kind of too scared to be like oh you know what this actually doesn't really resonate with me like maybe i resonate with another type and for whatever reason they've had their charts pulled differently or they checked their birth time and things didn't add up um but my point being is if you really relate to parts of being a projector maybe you actually experiment with waiting for the invitation and if that works for you then lean into it because you know i'm really about this this not being concrete and it's really about you know maybe in you pulling up your chart in this true sidereal um calculator that, that's that's being created it may say that you're a projector we don't know and maybe actually that is the um the astrology that that really relates to you and that's how your chart should be drawn but for me you know i know in my body that i'm a projector i know that i feel a lot of bitterness i know that i have splenic intuition like i feel it fully feel that but i also know that a lot of people do relate to different elements and different types um so again going back to what you were saying with you know you know you you don't really want to be working for you know 10 12 hours a day like take that side of things with a pinch of salt always because you know there'll be so many other things in your chart as well that may be more about being in flow uh, maybe more of a feminine energy there's the arrows in the chart that have a huge role to play in um 
in in your energy, which is something too complex to go into today. But it'll be interesting for me to have a look at that in your chart. Um, but it's also about honoring like, yeah, because maybe traditional generators, you know, I've got MG uh, manifesting generator friends who work 12, 16 hours a day and they love it. And others and others that will only work three or four and that's enough. So it's like, of course, there are so many different things going on here. You know, there'll be conditioning, there'll be patterns, there'll be, you know, things we've been taught from our past, whatever, you, you know, all of that sort of stuff. But yeah, like I think with human design, you know, if you're resonating to, be, to parts of being a projector, really lean into that because there's no reason to say you can't yes on paper technically you're a generator but who's to say you can't experiment with another strategy it may really work for you and then you may be like oh crap okay maybe there is something wrong here or it may be like yeah actually waiting to respond was my thing and actually i feel really frustrated i don't relate to the bitterness because the not self theme is something that i find can really help us relate to what type we are so projectors, it's bitterness. So carrying a lot of resentment, feeling bitter for not being seen. Um, for generators and manifesting, gen well, for generators, it's frustration. So you may feel that you get really frustrated either with yourself or with things not going a certain way. Manifesting generators, it's frustration and anger. Manifestors, it's anger. Um, they get angry that people don't understand them. Um, and reflectors, it's disappointment. So it's really interesting to be like, what is that not self thing you're feeling? Um, like, what what is that thing you're working on that, that you're carrying? So to me, it was letting go of a lot of resentment, a lot of bitterness towards other people, because it was always that I wasn't seen. Um, so for you, it could be, I'm so frustrated that other people don't understand me, or I'm frustrated that I'm not um, where I want to be or that this project's not working out or, you know, so that's where I find it's really helpful. But like I always say, take from it what resonates. Um, and if something is disempowering in your chart, like genuinely disempowering, you're like, yeah, that really doesn't sit with me, then don't do it. If it's, you know, disempowering in a way of like, oh, it's triggering the F out of me and like, mm, maybe I should look at this, you will know and you'll be able to discern that in your body. Um, and another thing is, is your authority. So for you, yours is emotional authority. You know, you really resonated with that. Again, doesn't mean you can't be an emotional projector, but, um, you know, for, for me as well, being a projector, I don't know what it feels like to have a sacral response, like a yes or no. Like my gut says yes or no. Yeah, I have gut feelings, but that's more of an intuitive thing. It's not like a my gut is saying, hell yeah, I want to eat that or hell no, I don't want to go there. Whereas generators and manifesting generators, you'll feel it in your gut over anything. You have your intu intuition as well, don't get me wrong, but you will have physical gut responses to things that pull you or push you away. So Absolutely. I don't know if that helps. Um, yeah. 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 So with that, I really resonate. And I also know, just to go back to that, that you as a projector really like to work, for instance, you really, you really um, want to, you know, work longer than only three hours a day. And maybe, yeah, it's just a flow. And yeah, so maybe for me, it's yeah, I totally resonate with most, as I said, the essence of a generator type, but I really don't want to work 10 hours a day. Like I couldn't, I could never do that. Um, yeah, so just dancing with it. And I certainly mm -hmm. resonate with what you were saying about the 
yes and no. And I find it so fascinating how you say you don't have that feeling because, of course, it's always harder to relate to someone, especially when it's in our body and it's so indescribable. It's hard to put into words. But if someone asks me, what do you want to do? And you shared that at one of your posts the other day where you said how to how to make a generator be seen or lit up or any or something like that and one point was ask them yes or no questions and I'm like yes because when someone asks me do you want to do this or do you want to do that or do you want to do this yes or no and I'm like no I don't want to do that <laughs> or yes I really want to do that it's so sharp and clear for me yes and I find it interesting that it isn't for some other people and I also tend to have often friends that are not that and they're kind of like look out for me to make those decisions for them it's really interesting mm -hmm. yeah and that's see that's where you know right so that's where you can tell that you are a generator because you have that so like that's what i'd say for anyone who looks at their human design chart and is maybe like oh i don't know if i resonate with that um you know that type on paper you know because when i first found out i was a projector i was like I don't love to rest and recharge. Like, that's not me. I'm very active. Um, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a triple fire sign. Like I love doing, but I also have a defined root center, which is I have, um, I'm able to work under stress and I'm able, I can work under pressure. Um, it's a pressure that I put on myself, but I can, I can sustainably work under that. So I actually do have like a, it's a motor center. So I do have some form of sustainable energy in that sense when I'm working under pressure or working under stress I can get a lot done but I also don't know when enough is enough because I don't have a defined sacral like you do I don't know when to stop so that's what's so interesting is you saying yeah I, I want to rest and I only want to work a few hours a day that's because you know when enough is enough for you you know where your limit is whereas I unfortunately don't so again this is where the conditioning comes in you know, this is this is a, a real deconditioning um, aspect for projectors in particular, because, you know, everyone's like, oh, you guys need loads of rest. You need to do nothing. What happens is we're so conditioned by society that we actually overwork ourselves and work more than generators and manifesting generators, because we're not only mimicking their behavior, but we're like, I need to prove myself and I need to be seen. So I'm going to do more than everyone else to try and be seen. So it's actually a conditioning. So I'm very aware of this now that, you know, when I overwork myself and don't know when enough is enough, I feel it. My whole body is beyond exhausted and that's not good for me at all. That's when you start then having health problems. Um, and a common theme for projectors is they push themselves and burn out, but it's not a, oh, I'm going to rest on a weekend burnout. It's a, I'm going to have to take months off work because I've exhausted myself. Um, and I've known this in quite a few projectors, uh, some close projector friends where they've had a point in their life in their early career where they've burnt out and they've been off sick for a couple of years, a year. Um, they've been very, very unwell because they've done too much. So it's like actually knowing, I guess, understanding that person as well and being like, yeah, okay, you know, on paper, Jess probably, you know, I probably look like a manifesting generator. I'm like doing loads of things and, you know, very, um, very energetic in, in my way of working, but it doesn't mean it's healthy and it doesn't mean that it's actually fully aligned. It's about me now learning and unlearning everything I've been taught to be like, I probably have done enough today. I'm going to say that's enough. I'm not certain. I don't really know. I probably can do more. But it's like my body is kind of nudging me to say, yeah, I need to stop now. So 
it's the whole thing's a learning process. Um, and that's why there's so many layers, layers and layers to human design. I find that so interesting and it really ties in with what I wanted to get into lastly as well, just this deconditioning and um, how human design can help us. It kind of illuminates it and also on help us on our own healing journey. And what I find, what came earlier to me is that it's almost as if the the human design chart embodies your true self, your most authentic self. And when you feel triggered, that is your false self that has all these stories and like attachments to what it should look like. And maybe again, the societal conditioning comes in when, for instance, um, what I shared earlier, when I felt like, oh, I really need to study something super in depth and become an expert in it so that I can build a successful business around it, right? And I should not just change it all the time when maybe that is not meant for me. Maybe I am meant to change my business like every year and it'll still be the same in the essence and about healing and self-awareness and all that. But maybe it just will shape, um, change its shapes and forms. And yeah, so I just wanted to, you know, get a little bit more into the deconditioning and um what did i say healing journey part and all that Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and and i want to share as well with that what you were saying you know about maybe leaning into your business changing things i think we forget um you know i've definitely had this as a projector right of of wanting to have this one thing that i'm known for and not to change you know i felt guilty for changing i did vegan blogging i've done purpose work i'm now doing this this might not be my thing forever and i really have to embrace that because what has been consistent is me in my essence and i think that's always what we've got to remember the right people yeah you might be selling something different but people are drawn to you as a person it's not even necessarily about what you're offering the right clients that are a, an energetic match for you are people that you know see parts of them in you and really understand who you are and that's why it's so important for us to to show up on our platforms or you know in whatever form we want to but to really show the world who we are and you know, part of that deconditioning is is looking at our patterns. Um, you know, like you were saying, who told you that you had to focus on one thing? Where has that come from? You know, what where has that been ingrained in us from society? Was it society or was it your parents? Was it family members, friends? You know, it's looking at these patterns we're playing out and going, yeah, where has that come from? And then referring to your chart and being like, yeah, where does that sit with that? Because as an X type, yeah, this doesn't align. Okay, I want to let this go. I want to lean more into X, Y, Z. Um, and like I've said, for me, you know, I know that working myself, I can work sustainably on things that I love and things that light me up, but I can't do that on things that, that drain me. And, you know, my energy is so precious and it's something I'm, I'm having to learn the hard way, but I'm aware of that and it's on me to do that, you know, that deconditioning. So to kind of get a bit deeper on the deconditioning process, um, in your chart, you will have nine different centers. Um, it's very rare that all are colored in. There are people that have all colored in. Uh, reflectors are the type that have all of them completely white they're open so it means they're very very susceptible to conditioning from society from other people uh from their parents from from environments um but most people will have a a few undefined 
Um, so I have, I believe, four defined, um, so three undefined. Um, so that's where my focus is, you know, in the centers where I'm defined, that's where I feel you know, it's reliable, it's consistent, you know, my throat, my throat center, that's consistent, I can use my voice, I talk too much, I'm aware of that. And I have my um, Ajna um, center uh, defined. So again, this is all about being certain, I can conceptualize, I'm using my throat to, to share my ideas and share um, what is what I'm certain about, right? I don't really second guess myself, I just share um and i have my spleen defined because that is my authority so again i'm very connected to my intuition i um you know i'm connect connected to that kind of survival instinct but i don't have this sort of there's not a huge amount of fear i don't have a huge amount of fear i'm quite fearless um and my root is defined so i'm very um i guess kind of like yeah, I, I have that that consistent pressure, um, but I can I can handle that. You know, I can handle that pressure. I can handle stress. Um, so they're my they're my consistent areas, right? And other people, when they're in their in in my presence, so who have those centers undefined, they'll feel whole when they're around me. And same for me. So my partner and I, we complement. Uh, all of our centers apart from our head and our G center. So we both don't have a fixed identity. We both don't have a fixed direction. So together we kind of have a shared shared identity, shared direction, which is amazing. And I don't see that as a downside, but we're always thinking about things that don't matter because our heads are both undefined. So the the area of, uh, of work, shall we say, or the, the inner work that is kind of there to be done is um, the centers that are open. So for me, you know, I have an undefined sacral center as every projector does. I don't know when enough is enough. I don't know when I need to stop. I don't really know when I've burnt myself out. Um, but you do. So, you know, for me being in your presence, you'll, you'll call it way before I do and say, yeah, I've had enough. I'm really tired. And then I'll go, okay, yeah, maybe I am as well. I haven't checked in. Um, same with my emotional, uh, so my solar plexus, you have that defined because that's your authority. I don't. So what happens for me is I take on other people's emotions and I amplify them. So I don't know what my what emotions are mine and what emotions are other people's. So I can take on your really great mood, but I can also take on your really unhappy mood. Um, so the deconditioning is looking at the centers that are white within our chart and going, what are the not self themes of that? So what is the lowest expression of that open center? So like I said, not knowing when enough is enough for the sacral, um, avoiding conflict and truth is a really big one for undefined uh, solar plexus. So that's the emotional center. Very big in my life at the moment. Um, you know, uh, questioning our self-worth and feeling undervalued is not having a defined heart center. That's what I have as well. So all of these things play out in different ways, but it's what I find with human design is as much as those areas are areas of growth, it's also really comforting knowing, okay, I am that way because of this center, because I've been conditioned. And okay, where have I then had, you know, self-worth worries? Where has that come from? Have I been told I'm not good enough? How has society told me I'm not good enough? Where can I find, you know, reconnect with my self-worth? How can I work out when enough is enough? being in a job that's supportive of that, of supportive of, you know, less 
working hours as a projector um you know so it's it's a real journey and i and i do love it and i remember when i first read about my undefined centers i was really triggered because i was like great it's now highlighting all of my faults you know i have loads of these centers open what the hell how where do i even start but what i found is I've accepted those aspects of me and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with not knowing when enough is enough. There's nothing wrong with amplifying other people's emotions. The thing that is, I guess, wrong with that is the fact if we're not aware of it, we can allow that to rule our lives. And as soon as you're aware of it, it's like, okay, yes, I'm noticing that I don't know when to stop, but okay, my awareness has been, you know, heightened now. And I can now tap into that and start slowing down and start working on that. And I can start seeing when I'm in conflict with someone else, where am I not standing up for myself and using my defined throat? And where am I um, amplifying their emotions and not feeling, you know, feeling grounded, feeling grounded in my own. So it's just areas to learn and areas to grow, but it's also part of accepting ourselves that, that, yeah, actually, I don't have a fixed identity or I am always looking for love and I am always looking for direction. And that's okay because that's how society has conditioned us. Um, and this is not a process, you know, deconditioning in human design takes seven years, um, but that is dedicating, you know, every day to doing it. And it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be horrible. And I find that with these open centers, it's about accepting yeah, when am I in the not self operating from, you know, the kind of lowest expression? And when am I actually leaning into the magic of that? Because the more we lean into, so the more I honor and say, yeah, I've, I've done enough, or I honor, yeah, I've actually stood up for myself and I face conflict, it will feel so uncomfortable, but you're already deconditioning that center within your body because you're doing what your body's not expecting it to do. And it can rattle you, it can be very uncomfortable, but that's the deconditioning process. You pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and going, yeah, okay, I know that this is my undefined X center at play. I'm going to do something different and I'm going to try and, you know, come back to what feels authentic for me. Um, so yeah, I hope that helps. Totally. So self-awareness is really what came through here for me. When you have that mm -hmm. self-awareness and you can bring it and human design helps you to look at it and be like, oh, actually, I resonate with that. And nothing is wrong with me. It's just who I am. And now I can bring more awareness to that and work on it for um, me, for instance. I really found it interesting what you said about the not the safe, but the solar plexus center where I have my solar plexus is defined. So when we talk about being an empath and all that, um, sometimes people tell me, or they are just fascinated when I say, yes, I do identify as an empath, but I actually, I don't feel their emotions. I know what they're feeling and I know what's going on for them and I can relate to them, to their experience, but I never ever, have the struggle of not knowing whose is whose. I always know that this is not mine, it's theirs. And people look at me like, wow, I want this. And then I'm thinking, how am I doing this? I feel like it's just who I am. So then it can make it a little bit harder too, but it's just really interesting how we respond differently to our environment according to that. And um, another aspect too was when you talked about the Ajna where um, 
like for people that don't know what that is, is around your mind and your your head basically, for me is undefined. So I find it really hard and also my throat is undefined. So I find it hard to argue for instance, because I always have the bigger perspective and I find it hard to to focus on one and express that and in a way that is convincing and eloquent <laughs> because I'm like, yeah, well, this is also true and this is true. So, and then my head just gets super cloudy and just, I don't know, blurry in a sense. And I can't really, and then I feel intimidated by other people or I feel just uncomfortable in the space of arguing because I'm like, I actually don't know what I'm thinking about this, but um, let me take a pause and yeah, like write it down or something or feel into it, right? I think feel into it is what I would then do. So super interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole thing is so interesting. And I uh, going back to the empath thing, I think that's been a question that I've had quite a lot of like, oh, can you be an empath if you have it defined or undefined or solar plexus? You can be in both. It's just that knowing I will literally take on and feel your emotions and sample them and amplify them back to you. Um, but you'll be able to to identify them and know, you know, know what they're feeling, but you'll be able to detach from a session after 10, 15 minutes and walk away and you'll be fine. Whereas for me, you know, I know that that energy lingers in my body and I have to really work on letting that go. Um, and obviously too much of that, you know, that's why those with undefined solar plexus centers avoid conflict and truth because, you know, from experience, when I have experienced conflict, it stays in my body for a really long time. And it's really hard because those emotions are so amplified and so usually so harsh and so, um, you know, so negative that my body cannot process it. It doesn't understand what's happening because it's like, hang on, you were fine a minute ago and now you feel so terrible. What is going on? I And that's when fight or flight mode kicks in for me anyway. Um, and it takes a very long time for me to process it and get it out of my body. And I have to spend a lot of time in my own aura and by myself to be like, okay, whose emotions are these? I need to get them out. And only now, you know, I shared with you earlier, um, I experienced conflict uh, two days ago and only today do I feel like I'm back into my own aura. Um, and that's how hard it is. And, you know, and you wonder why so many people, you know, I think it's about almost a 50-50 split of people who have a defined emotional center and undefined. Um, and you wonder why so many people uh, avoid conflict because they cannot handle it in their body. It's, it's very, very hard for them. Um, it's not saying that's the wrong thing. It's not saying it's right. It's understanding like there is a reason why you avoid conflict or there is a reason why you can't articulate, um, you know, your thoughts in an argument and why you see the bigger picture. You know, they are your gifts as well as maybe areas that you want to you know, understand of, of working on. And like what you're saying with your throat, uh, your throat center, you are using that um, and you're still sharing, you know, from your mind uh, you, by having the podcast, right? So that's a really great place that you may not be certain in what you're sharing, but you're still showing up and doing it anyway. So it's, it's you know, these are the things that help us to level up. For me, you know, speaking... I do it all the time. Like, it, you know, public speaking has never been an issue for me. I've, I've never really worried about using, using my voice. Um, so it's very interesting how, yeah, how different people struggle with different things. And that will probably be from the centers in their chart and, and their conditioning. So 
yeah, it's it's a magical thing. But how amazing is it that we're all so different and knowing that, you know, you have your gifts in certain areas and I have my gifts in others. And this is not about us all trying to be this whole being of, you know, living out our design as if they're all defined centers. No, our undefined centers are actually where the wisdom comes in because we can sample what other people are feeling, what other people are doing understand others on a deeper level and then choose how we want to show up in in those particular centers so yeah it's it's magical and I think when I first found out about it like I said before I felt really disheartened I felt kind of attacked I felt quite triggered of like great it's now showing me that all of these habits that I have are wrong in quote marks and I was like no actually it's not because I've been conditioned that way from childhood you know that's okay yeah I don't want to be playing out these same patterns but I understand now why I do certain things or I understand now why I feel happier in certain situations or I understand why, uh, you know, when I'm not around people for the first half hour, I feel empty and I feel lost because chances are those other people have, have filled my undefined centers, you know, and that's where I think this expression of when people feel whole in relationships is because we are complementing um you know, all those, all those undefined centers in our chart, chances are the other person is filling those. Um, so together we are literally whole, you know? Yeah, it might be a bit of a mismatch, but we are whole. So it's understanding that there is reasoning behind that. Yes, you know, you don't have to be in a relationship to be whole. You are whole as you are, but there's reasons why some people make us feel that way and others don't. So yeah, the whole thing is fascinating. There are so many layers to it, but like I said, if you're going to start anywhere, look at your type, understand your strategy and play around with your authority, listen to it and, and see how your life changes. Yes, I really love how you put that and how we really are just sometimes students and sometimes masters to each other and we can really just reflect and mirror and maybe some of those, you know, undefined centers that we have in our friends or relationships are defined. And so we can look at them and learn from them. It also is really interesting what you just shared about the um, the emotional center it or solar plexus. It really reminded me of how I can move through emotions so quickly and my partner can't. And we're sometimes like, you know, we have a conflict and he needs to process it over like, I don't know, five to six hours and I can let it go within 30 minutes, literally. <laughs> and then, mm -hmm. Why are you so happy all of a sudden? And I'm like, what? It, it has passed. I'm, I'm fine now. So yeah, it's, it's so interesting and yeah, so much goodness. And really, I love how I love using intuition and everything and just tuning in with self-awareness, but I love how human design is a system that also can help us as a tool to illuminate and kind of what we can use on our path in order to yeah I don't know stay on track or stay focused I don't even want to say that because it doesn't need to be that but it's just really insightful and it can help us to understand ourselves better and to step into that true self into that authentic self and highest version whatever you want to call it and yeah, so beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing all this goodness today. It was such a pleasure. Is there anything else you really like want to share is burning inside of you to be to be spread from your heart? Or yeah, yeah. find you and um 
that. Yeah. So the last thing I think I'd say more than anything is, um, you know, no matter what your human design chart says, if you know what your intuition feels like in your body, always follow that. Always, you know, that still, you know, whether your authority, you know, I've got splenic authority, which, you know, it feels like is, is, is intuitive. It's very in the moment, but you know, you will still have that you will still have into intuition and I always feel like you know what is right for you even if you're I don't know not waiting for the invitation or you're not waiting to respond if you know intuitively something's right for you go for it because you know that is your body it the whole thing with human design I want to share as well is it's about getting out of your mind and into your body your mind is not here to make the decisions. Your body is, your soul is that is there to make the decisions. And we've become so heavily reliant on our mind to make all of the decisions for us. And it doesn't know what it's doing, but our body does, our whole inner system does. So it's about you listening to your body, understanding how that feels for you, whatever authority resonates with you. Um, you know, your chart may say something different, but if you really, really resonate with a certain authority, listen to that and play around with it because you know, like I said before, there may be a different uh, a different chart calculator that works better for you. Um, so yeah, and where people can find me. So I'm on Instagram at Living in Alignment UK, and my website is livinginalignment.co.uk. Um, and yeah, you'll find my offerings on there. And yeah, please do come and say hi on Instagram. I've got lots of infographics and human design wisdom that I share, as well as just whatever intuitively wants to come through. Um, and I love being on stories and I love being on podcasts. So, you know, the my welcome, I'm open to invitations as always. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for having me. You have a podcast yourself as well, which is... I do, yeah, the Living Alignment podcast. I can't believe I forgot, you know, I've done that for... Yeah, nearly two years now, actually, which is crazy. So I'll have to uh, have you on the podcast. Um, and yeah, podcasting is is so fun and mm -hmm. just a beautiful way of connecting with people um, and sharing our mag magic because so much of it is channeled. And I love that. It's very, you know, I speak in, in an intuitive way. I don't plan what I say. I've never have. Um, and I've realized that's a real gift, actually. I used to always get slated for not planning things. And I was like, well if I'm in the right space, it just, it just channels and we have to just trust what comes through. Um, so yeah, that's me. Ah, that is beautiful. Yes, it was. Yeah. So nice to, to chat to you. And I love creating the space. We both like tuned into our heart space before we came on here too, which was great. Mm -hmm. And again, I wanted to say as well that your Instagram is such a great way to, you know, get started because you have so much on there for every type and like different strategies, authorities and all that. And it's really, really tangible and made understandable, which I find a lot of people struggle with when they first get into human design. They're like, okay, this is too overwhelming. I'm not going to get into that at all. Bye. And it's a shame because it can really help us to come back to ourselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. And enjoy the rest of your day, the rest of your evening. <laughs> and I'm sending you much love. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. And there you have it. It was such a pleasure to have Jess on the podcast and really share her wisdom and her story. It's my favorite thing in this world. And if you feel like someone you love, a friend, a family member, 
really needs this message or needs to learn about human design or you're all about it right now, then please share this episode with them. And like just already said, you can find her on Instagram at Living in Alignment UK, but also on her website, livinginalignment.co.uk. I will link all of these addresses in the show notes, of course, and I would also highly recommend to check out her offerings because they are golden and they sure have helped me personally because I received a human design purpose reading from her, which was very eye-opening and just allowing me to step into my own truth even further and just accept that for me personally was that I'm just a seeker soul and I'm not meant to settle and it's just about the journey which was at first hurtful because my soul wanted to (laughs) just find something very specific but well so it's just really such a powerful tool to honor your own energy when it comes to your type as well so yeah i am so happy that you're here if you like this podcast it it would help so much if you could leave a review or if that feels uncomfortable you can subscribe and share it with all your friends (laughs) so we can just find our tribe and we can really connect because i really believe that our own healing has the greatest effect on the healing of our planet and this is our mission together so if you want to be part of this go ahead and sharing is caring okay my loves that's it for today i'm sending so much love and i will feel you in the next episode bye